Welcome to track number 17 of Australia 1000 Camp. Anxious to forget. So that means if you forget, you are unrighteous. That's why God does not forget. You forget. She forgets. But God does not forget. Amen. So you need to remember important things in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. So that God's blessing can be in your life by remembering. Amen. Amen. What do you think? Number two. People who forget do not have the nature of the Lord. Amen. How many want to have the nature of the devil in you? How many want to have the nature of God in you? <laughs> this is the nature of the Lord. The nature of the Lord is to remember. That's how God is. How many want to be like God? How many want to be like the devil? So remember your vows, your promises, your pledges. Don't sit and say, I'm going to be a partner of healing Jesus and you don't remember. You are operating in another nature. It's not the nature of the Lord. It's the nature of the devil to forget. Amen? Amen. You tell somebody, I'm going to marry you. I love you, baby. Marry her. Because you said you marry her. You're not going to marry Don't say, I'll marry you. When you say, I love you, baby, keep loving. Don't forget. Is that the nature of God is to remember. Pray you don't meet people who don't remember. People who don't remember have the nature of the devil. People who forget are devils. You wouldn't want to marry somebody who forgets. Catherine, would you like to marry somebody who forgets? Somebody who forgot. He said, I love you. I love you, Catherine. Is it Catherine? Is that the right name? Catherine? Is that the right name, Catherine? Yeah. You wouldn't want to marry somebody who forgets. He marries you, then he, he travels to Zimbabwe and he forgets that he's got a wife in Australia. <laughs> Forgive. And he's moving with a Zimbabwean girl now. And he's forgotten all that he told Catherine. And he went to, he went to as soon as he got to Zimbabwe, then he's now just forgotten all about Catherine. Catherine is here waiting, praying. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. You know, that's why people don't feel secure. 
Because the devil's nature is working in people. And people don't have the nature of God. If I was sure that God's nature was going to work in you all the time, I would be more relaxed. When I see you, I know you will remember. I'm more relaxed with people who remember. Amen. Amen. That's why sometimes you hear me referring to some people whom you don't know are important. And those people are important to me because I remember what they did for me. There are some people, they did only one thing for me. But they did it at a crossroads of my life. And that thing they did, I will never forget what they did. If there are even orangus. Do you know an orangu? Huh? You don't know an orangu at this stage of your life? I'm talking about disloyal people, devils, people who forget. They are all orangus. An orangu, you know, is someone who does not remember. Amen. Amen. I was telling you something, wasn't I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There are even people that have been disloyal, whatever. But before they were disloyal, they did certain things to help me. I don't forget them. I remember when we we had an event in our church and I was honoring some people who had helped us. I, I listed people who had done certain things even though they were not around anymore. So it is God's nature. God is. That's how God is. God is not. God is not like that. Amen. God is not is not is not like that. He's not unrighteous. He does not God does not forget. Amen. Amen. You forget. Men forget. God does not forget. That's how God is. God does not forget things. People forget very quickly. <laughs> Look at what they are building in uh, September 11th. They are building a mosque at ground zero. They forgot so quickly what it was like when America was struck with this thing. That's why they, they would do something like that. But people forget things so quickly. Amen. Are you there or you're going home? So you must decide to be some. How many would like to live with somebody who will never forget? Wow. Hmm? When you, you remember how you, you met your sweetheart? And you say, sweetheart? Paul, you remember when you met Louisa? She was a bit smaller than right. But you but you still have to remember. You remember when you were full of desire? You remember? Don't be a devil. Don't be a devil. Remember how you loved her so much? 
I remember I came to Australia, you were not married, isn't it? Yeah. I was encouraging you to get married. Because you were burning, you were on fire. My God. Hey! Remember, remember, when you remember, you are a better and nicer person because you are more like God. And I don't know what you've told her before, but I'm sure you've told her some things. I will always love you. Did you tell her anything like that? You did? Yeah. Did he say something like that? I will always love you. You'll be my sweetest. My one and only. Wow. You have to remember all your life. Even when you're an old man, you see her, an old lady coming. If you have, if you are, if you have God's nature, you will remember. You will remember. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Huh? One guy, he wrote me a letter. He said, you are my father. I said, wow. My father. And he, he even wrote a poem about how I was his father. I mean, a rhyming poem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one day, he forgot what he wrote and turned against me and started to send not a poem characteristics of a cult. He actually did the research. He took all my books and threw them out of his house. Took all my tapes, threw them out of his house. And you ask yourself, have you forgotten what you said? You see, that's why we get scared sometimes of people. Is that, can he forget what he said? This is, this is, this is, I'm just trying to teach you that the nature of God is to remember. Say, God is like this. Look at it carefully. Don't forget this verse till you die. God is not like this. this don't ha- God is not like this. Yeah, I mean, you get that? God is not like So, when you are about to do something that is based on having completely forgotten, remember that God is not like that. That's not how God is at all. But God is not, He's not like this. I, one day, a certain lady was going to get married to a certain man. She was a beautiful young lady. And she came to the office and she said, Oh, Bishop, I'm going to do my best. I said, Are you sure you're going to do your best? She said, I'm going to do my best for the Lord and for my loving husband. Because they were not married, you see. <laughs> so, so I knew, you see, I, I've, be, I've, been, I've been doing it for some time. So I called some of my friends. I said, look at her. She's getting married in two, two weeks. 
She said she's going to do her best. She's going to do this. She's going to... I, I can't even tell you the details of the promises. She was going to go into acrobatics and aerobics. Hey! So I called three of my friends in the office. And I said, let's write down. Sister, she says she promises. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So we wrote it. She thought I was joking, but I rarely joke. If you see me, I rarely joke. There's rarely a time that I joke. Joking is not part of my life. Everything about me, I'm so serious. I always need somebody around me to lighten the atmosphere. Because I'm so serious. Although you may laugh, I'm not joking. You are laughing, but I'm not joking. <laughs> hey! So I said, bring the paper. Let's write it down. So we wrote down all the things she was going to do. And I got four witnesses. I signed, signed, signed. And I myself also signed. I still have that if you want me, I'll pull it out. <laughs> so later, the years went by, and I saw the brother. I said, brother, do you remember the contract? Your beautiful, virgin, Atlantic sign before? Is it working according to that? I don't want to tell you the answer. <laughs> of course not, it was not. And I just said, no. I've not even seen her. I don't even see. She doesn't even come around anymore. To even bring up my, my, my contract. <laughs> you see, but that's not how God is. That's not how God is. I promise to be sweet to you, to love you. God is not like that. He said this, then it's different. God is different. Lord, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I'm living for you alone. Lord, I'm going. Here am I. Send me. Three weeks later, the Lord, here am I. Send them. Send him. I'm busy, Lord. Lord, can you use somebody else? Oh, one day, a certain pastor came to see me. He said he has a calling. I said, wow, this is the most exciting thing for me to hear, that a pastor has a calling. <laughs> So I said, what are you called to do? He said, I am called to train pastors. <laughs> In other words, I am called to be above pastors and train pastors. I said, this is exciting. So I decided to be involved with this brother. And eventually he became a pastor in our church. And he started teaching ordinary Christians. And even started to even be involved in the Bible school. He was now going to be teaching pastors according to his dream, which I was a helper of him to make his dream come true. 
Is it not nice when you meet somebody who helps your dream to happen? Because he wanted to teach pastors. One day, this pastor who was called to teach pastors, who became himself a pastor, started to teach Christians and graduated now to even teach in the Bible school, wrote me a letter. He said, Dear Bishop, I offer my resignation. So I said, Why? why? Where are you going? He was going away, abroad. I said, To do what? You have a calling. Have you forgotten your calling? He went away and began to teach computers what to do. Instead of teaching pastors, he was teaching computers. Up till today, he's still teaching computers. So sometimes you ask yourself, when people say things, do they remember what they said? Do they remember what they said? Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, yeah, am I, am I? Send me, send me, send me. That's why this is we don't talk much. We say shoot, act. Don't say I love the Lord. Just do, just do it. Don't talk, shoot. If you don't, if you don't shoot quickly, you die. Have you noticed in every film, the one who catches the person and starts talking, you see, I said I was going to kill you. And that person usually dies. That's the person who, you, you almost always know who is going to die in the film. By the guy who, how he talks. Instead of killing him straight, he wants to torture him, he wants to do something. And in the end, somebody shoots him from behind or something. So you want to shoot, shoot. Don't say the Lord has called me. I want to do. You want to go, go. So you see Pastor Chris Yamish. We wanted to be in the ministry. He was serving the Lord. He was in England. He was in London. And he said he wanted to go. I said go, go if you want to go. He went to Jamaica. And he risked his life in Jamaica. You see when he was in Jamaica. In Jamaica they don't tolerate homosexuality at all. And what happened was that he was the assistant pastor to the pastor who was there, Pastor David. And it was only the two of them there without their wives. So every time the two of them were walking up and down, they were risking their lives because in Jamaica they don't accept homosexuals at all. <laughs> yeah, he was risking his life. So you see, you even get to know how serious people are by their action, not by, oh, I love this, I want this. Because you, you even wonder how people don't seem to remember what they have said. That's one of the things that keeps me serving the Lord, keeps me married. I can remember tender moments with my beloved. Ooh. Walking down the quiet lanes of the University of Ghana in the evening. Shabaya. <laughs> I can. I can.
can remember the feeling that I had over here, around here. I have to remember it. This is what keeps me. That look, I can never say that I didn't love her. I cannot say that. Because I did. It's not something I just, I mean, I work emotionally, whatever. I thought about it. I can't just get up today and say, ah, go away. I don't like you. No, you have to remember. When you remember, you become more like God. Because you can, you can remember some things. I remember the day I proposed to my wife on the 26th of August 1985, around 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. I said, will you marry me? I knew she would marry me. I just, you have to ask. And she said, I will. I love you, baby. I love you too. Wow. It was working. Shabaya. Four years later, I married her. I remember, yeah, four years later, I married her because I was in school. But I said, you, you like me? I like you. Okay, I will marry you. Marry me? Yes. Four years later, I married the same girl. And it's been 20 years I've been married. 21 years. So, I'm saying, I'm explaining, I'm explaining, you have to remember. When you remember, it sort of stabilizes you. Because my marriage is like every other marriage. It has had midnight. It has had daytime. It has had dawn. It has had sunshine. It has had rain. It has had storm. It has had earthquake. It has had everything that there is in the world. It doesn't mean you don't see all those things. But even when there is an earthquake and you are looking around, all the houses are down. You can remember that there was a time. So now if you are going for a new girl and you are going to start again, I love you, baby. I love you. At the point you ask yourself, what does it mean, all these things you are saying? Because you said it here. You said it before. You said it before. Exactly the same thing to another human being. You are going through the same cycle again. You go and see a midnight, an earthquake, and this, and this, and you come to the same point. Then you go, okay, let's go to another one and let's start again. I love you, baby. You are the sweetest thing I ever met. You are the only mosquito in my net. You are the only pebble on my beach. Ah, when I think of you, I can swim across the Mediterranean Sea holding an ice cream in my hand to give to you. Wow! Raps! You look at her and say, man, were you created or were you crafted? How many people are you going to say these things to? And how many people are you going to go around the same merry-go-round? Yeah. How many times? So when you, when you can remember, it will stabilize you for a long time. When you say, you say you are called. You believe God wants you to use you. Don't forget it. It's a devil who forgets that you said you wanted to preach. God is not like that. Amen. Are you there? All right. If you are feeling sleepy, no problem. Usually in the afternoon, we feel sleepy. (laughs) 
I don't have a problem with that. If I was you, I'd feel sleepy too. Now, number three. People who forget are cursed to wither. To wither. And I want you to turn in your Bible to Job chapter 8, verse 11. Does the papyrus shoot up without mire? Does the reed grass grow without water? While it is yet in its greenness and not cut down, it withereth before any other herb. Okay? Read the verse before. Verse 11. Can the rush grow up without mire? Can the flag without, grow without water? Next one. While it is yet in its greenness and not cut down, it withers before any other herb. Next one. So are the paths. Of all that forget God and the hypocrite's hope shall perish. Mercy. What a scripture. How many realize this is a fantastic scripture? Yeah. So are the paths of all that forget God. Go to the verse before, verse 12 and verse 11. Alright. Can the rush grow up without mire? Can the flag grow without water? Okay. Verse 12. While it is yet in its greenness. God is talking about the midst of your life. When you are still green. You are fresh. You are not yet dry. Dried up. Huh? And not cut down. You are not cut. In the middle of your life, you wither and disappear. It's a case. Look, everybody withers. If you live long, your face will change, your skin will change, you develop wrinkles, you wither, you dry up. Your breast will become, we have something in Ghana we call chale water, it will become like chale water. Do you have chale water here? It's like slippers, rubber slippers. Slippers. Your body will, your wrinkles, the whole body is going to change. Nothing is going to be the same. You will not be juicy anymore. Your face will not be nice. And so take pictures now so that you can later on show people that you used to be very nice. <laughs> One day I was with an old man and he said, you know, I used to be very handsome. <laughs> and it's true, he was a very handsome man. And he said, if one of the difficulties about being old is even your face changes. And even when little children see you, they are afraid. <laughs> because you see, he was calling my daughter. My daughter, when my daughter saw me, she was afraid. Oh! And he said, look at something. They feel you, they are afraid. So, 
Everybody has a time when you are not, you are, you're not, you, are, you have passed your green stage. So it's a natural thing to wither. And then, when you are cut down, it's natural to wither. But in this case, you are not cut down and you are not at the stage where you've passed your green stage. Come, turn around, look at your face, come. See her face, turn around, you see? Her face is not smooth, she's not withered. Everybody look. You see, beautiful, nice, fresh. You see, she's, in, she's green, the green stage. And you see the green stage is juicy, voluptuous, isn't it? Okay, sit down. Scintillating, tantalizing, juicy. Yeah. Now the Bible says that before even the time of withering, you are struck to wither. Why? The next verse tells us why. Because so are the paths of all that forget God. And, and hypocrites. Amen. Amen. So Christian friends, forgetting will cause the curse of withering to be upon you. May you never wither in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't forget. Don't forget your God. Don't forget Pastor Peter's role in your life. You see, some of you, one word from Pastor Peter should make you sit up. Even one memory. It's true. Just a word. You should remember that this man led me to Christ. This man stabilized my life. He should just make you sit up. One day, I met a certain angry pastor. And this angry pastor was full of rebellion. So I took along with me someone to go and try to reconcile him. Make friends with him again. When we got to the house, we knocked. He opened the door. Huh? What are you doing here? So we've come to see you. So when I saw him, when I got in to see him, he was surprised as we talked with him about love, peace, Joy, he got angrier and angrier. And he asked us to walk out of his house. In fact, in all my life, I've been walked out of a house only, I think, once. Walk out. And his last words, I was with the person who brought him to Jesus Christ. The person who prayed, I give my life to Jesus. That person. I was with that person. And he said, walk out. And he said, the next time you come here, come with more sense. This is what you are telling your two fathers. I made him a pastor. And I ordained him. So I'm his father in the ministry. And then that was his father in Christ. So two of us twin fathers. We went to visit this son. We have both given birth to the son. We have divided the son into two. And we have given birth to different seats. He, drew, he, he walked us out and he said, Next time you are coming, come with more sense. 
that he forgot when this man was leading him to Christ. He forgot when I was making him a pastor. He forgot when I laid hands on him and ordained him in public. You see now, what I was going to at this verse would look a nice, a very bad verse can easily apply to you when you shouldn't apply to, to you. Mercy. Okay. How many points do you have? Hey. Number four. You must take remembrance very, very seriously. Amen. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Psalm 127. There we wept when we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away required of us a song. They required of us meth saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. But how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. And if I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of thy mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. Are you listening to me? Psalm 127. Now I want you to take this very seriously. If I forget thee. Have you found it in Psalm 127? If I forget thee. Huh? Verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Or verse 6. Hallelujah. Look, if I forget, if I forget, if I forget, let my right hand not know how to work anymore. That's what he's praying. That's the prayer he's praying. It's so serious. To remember is so important. Have you found it in your Bible? Huh? Psalm 127. Is it verse 6 or verse 5? 137. Oh, okay, sorry. 137. I cannot see you, you know. The difference between 2 and 3. Oh, it's on 137. Yeah. Verse 6, verse 6, verse 6. Wow. What a verse. If I do not remember thee. Huh? <laughs> If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. And verse 5, the verse before. Hey, if I forget thee, let my right hand forget it. It means that I can never sign a check again. Is it not your right hand that you use to sign checks? 
Forgetting is serious business. And you must take it very There are some devils, they don't remember things. That's why I say that those of you, when we see healing, Jesus who said it's even going to your country. That is when you should even support it more. So you can see that we are standing in these different places. You are afraid of those places. We are going there. You wouldn't rise up and support it. And you wouldn't rise up and be part. How many of you here are partners of Healing Jesus Crusade? How many partners do we have here? 20 people. Only 20 people are partners of Healing Jesus Crusade. Only 20 people. Isn't that amazing? And what do you, what do you have to do to be a partner here? How much? $10? $20 a month? Anything. You wouldn't even be a partner to support a crusade. Because you've forgotten how you even got saved. You've forgotten what it was like to be an unbeliever. You've forgotten what it means to be an unbeliever. How it means to go to hell. Huh? Are you there? Are you still around? Where is Kobe? Where is Kobe? He's not around? Okay. You've forgotten what it's like to be an unbeliever? You've forgotten what it means to be a sinner? And to go to hell. You've forgotten, so you just don't care anymore. You see, that's one of the reasons why we, do, we are not prosperous. We are not being blessed. In so many, many ways. We've forgotten. That's why I'm preaching, because I, I can't forget. I, I would have gone to hell. I came from a good family. I got everything nice, nice, but no Christ. I'm so happy Christ. It makes everything so... Um, it's not that it's my job. You know, I have a job already. I'm a doctor, MBCHB. I'm telling you, I know how to practice medicine. I have everything, even to date. I'm fully up to date. This more, next second, I can just be doing my practice. It's true. Are you there or you've gone home? So my dear friends, what I'm trying to share with you is the reality that when we forget, he's even cursing himself. He said, look, let my right hand, if, if I ever forget this, let my right hand forget. Africans, we don't remember things. When you go to Israel, you will see people, the Jews, they remember Jerusalem. Actually, they are saying, when they say bye-bye, they say next year in Jerusalem. That's how they say bye-bye. Next year in Jerusalem. I will not forget Jerusalem. When you go to Israel, you see they have supported the Israel to become a nation. All the millionaires in the world. To build up Israel. To make Israel a nation again. Oh, but Africans who have gone abroad, we don't remember. You remember Sierra Leone? You remember Freetown? You care about it. You care about the people there. It's like it's not. It doesn't even concern you. Meanwhile, that is where you are from. The people you left behind, you wouldn't even maybe help somebody to come. How you were helped to come miraculously to be here. You wouldn't help anyone. People are wicked though. I tell you, people are wicked. If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. Look, remembrance is a very, very, very important thing. Very, very, very important thing. And, and every group that forgets does not do well. 
You just don't do well in life. If it's school, you won't do well. Marriage, you won't do well. Ministry, you won't do well. You've forgotten the times I've come here to preach camp to you. It is nothing to you. All the messages that I've preached to you. I mean, I've, I don't remember, I don't remember even pastors and even people in Australia who listened to me ever giving me an offering. I don't remember. Just now, a little girl gave me an offering. I don't even need it. She herself said that she was giving me, I know you don't need this. But you look at people, you see, they benefit from messages. They soak in the words. No, they don't even remember how it is even changing their lives. Or even the pastor that is training them, that somebody sent him here. People don't even care about such things. It is nothing to them. That people don't care, even their own pastor. Yes, that Sunday was Galatians 6 uh, Sunday. Did anybody give you an offering? Nobody gave you an offering to even thank you. Huh? The next week, Sunday. Hey, people don't care. You see, one day a, a certain pastor, he had been at a place for some years and he was leaving. And they took an offering for him. Galatians 6 means, Galatians 6 says, yes. um, If anyone receives the word, let him communicate to him that teacheth in all good things. That means you must share with your pastor the good things that you have. Honor him. Bless him. It's not that he needs it. And he may need it too. Sometimes we need it. Who said, oh, we don't need it? We need it. Ah. <laughs> what do you mean by we don't need it? We need it. We use it. It's our job. We need it. Yeah. We don't remember. And, and that's why you also not be remembered by anybody. No one remember you because you don't remember anybody. I don't remember. There are places they have, they have little, but they will remember you. They will honor you. It's like what the person has received is valuable to them. They take it for granted. Oh, it should be there. You go to a country that does not remember its founders, its presidents. It's a cursed place. One day, I went to a funeral or to a program and I sat down under the canopies. And when I looked to my right, do you know who was sitting by me? The former president of Ghana. As the ceremony was going on, he bowed his and fell asleep. When we finished the ceremony, whatever it was that was going on, this former president went to his car. Do you know his car? His car was a, a pickup, an old pickup. Do you know what is a pickup? What do you call it here? Jute. 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 Oh, an old youth. Go, 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 go. I said, look at a president. Somebody who had been a president before. Look at what car he's using. When people don't remember their leaders, their fathers, it's a curse. And I said to myself, there is something wrong with this. No matter the party or whatever, he has been our president before. Yeah. Are you there or you've gone home? Yeah. So my, my sisters, my brothers, take it seriously. When I talk about remembering, take it serious. Remember your mother. What has your mother done for you before? 
your father, the person who helped you when you came to this country and stabilized you, somebody who has counseled you before in your mind, your pastor who preaches to you on Sundays, the messages that you listen to, you've got to remember, if I don't remember, let my right hand forget her cunning. Amen. Amen. That is why when you listen to my preaching, you will hear certain names all the time. I don't, I kind of forget what they did in my life. Amen. Are you still there? Okay. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. It looks like the message is affecting you. Number five. I'm talking about the unrighteousness of those who forget. Amen. Amen. Number five. You must remember certain things for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. (laughs) Now, there are some people... Who feel, ah, what? Why should I be grateful to you or, uh, because of one thing that you've done? Hey, I should never be free again or what? Because of one preaching that you preach to me now, I have to say thank you every day or every year. Why? What are, what are you talking about? Let me tell you something. Do you know that one thing that somebody does for you affects you for the rest of your life? So uh, since it's affected you for the rest of your life, why don't you want to be grateful for the rest of your life? You want to be grateful for three years, but the thing has affected the rest of your life. If I lead you to Christ, what is your name again? Joshua. If I lead, come, come, come. If I lead you to Jesus Christ, huh? Stand here. If I lead you to Jesus Christ, now it affects you, huh? For the rest of your stay on this earth. Were you a bad boy before you got saved? Pardon, pardon, pardon. Very bad boy. I want to hear in your Sierra Leonean accent. Very what? Very bad boy. Very bad boy. What is a bad boy? Boy. Bad boy, boy. Bad boy. Bad boy means boy. Now think about what Jesus Christ has done for you. So if I, through my church, you come to be a good bobo. Is it correct? Is it correct? Should you not be grateful to me for the rest of your life? Something that has affected you for the rest of your life. Should be grateful. Now supposing you get a wife. You will not have had a wife. Do you understand? You know that not a wife. Now you come to the church, you find a nice wife. Do you find any nice wife in the church? Yes, Bishop. Wow. What's your name over there? Agnes. Come and stand by the... Come and stand by your bobo. What is the girl? What is the girl? Titi. Bobo and Titi. And for the rest of life, you have a nice city. (laughs) Hey! 
when you are saying, why should I, should I say thank you always? I've served you for five years. I've been in the church for five years. What again? Now, you see, then let me, let me read the scripture. If you stand here, the rest of you read the scripture. Bobo and Titi are helping me. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Catherine, put it on the screen. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. And I want you to see that remembrance is for a lifetime. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently. Let thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen. And let they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. Let in case they depart from your heart all the days of your life. But teach them to thy sons and thy sons' sons. There are some things that must never depart from your heart. Must never go out of your heart all the days of your life. Find it in another version. Only be your guy that what? So that what? As long as you live. Yeah. They should never slip out of your mind so long as you live. Look at another and read them. Be watchful and be careful. Never to forget what you yourself have seen. Amen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and your grandchildren. Don't let it go out of your mind. So when you say, uh, how long should I remember this one preaching that you preached to me and I gave my life to Christ? Why how long should I remember the fact that you introduced Agnes to me? Huh? Supposing you propose to Aggie. Do you call her Aggie or Aggie? Aggie? Okay. Propose to her now. Hi, my darling. She's not yet your darling. What are you going to propose? My sister. I've been I've been seeing you around and I've 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 seen you so often and I've observed that you're a very spiritual sister. But not only that, not only that, I've seen that you you're very disciplined, very respectful, humble, patient, and um. This is the most spiritual proposal. Okay, you whatever I say, you finish finish up. Um 
I've been, I've been watching you. So um, I've been seeing you. I'd, I'd like you to, I'd like you to be my wife, my dear wife. Would you like to be my wife? Now, Agi, take the microphone and come and ask me, cause I'm your father. You see, come and ask me what he told you. Okay. What has he told you? And would you listen to me if I told you? Yes, I will. You sure you listen? Yeah. Okay, so tell me what's happening in your life. That day I met a, um, a guy called Joshua, and he told me he wants me and he wants me to be his wife. I just came for your advice. My advice? On what? Advice at what? <laughs> On what my decision should be. Your decision? What is his name? Joshua. Joshua what? Siddiqui. Siddiqui. Siddiqui? No, 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 no. It's a very bad idea. It's a very bad idea. Huh? Today should be the last day that you see this uh, brother. Okay? okay so go and finish with him and then get back to your seat. Go, go back to him. Brother Joshua, I spoke to my dad about it and he's not happy, happy with the idea. So I think, I don't think we'll go forward with what you want us to do. I love What can I do without you? I mean, you are the only mosquito in my net. If you, if, if, if you, if you leave me, where can I go? You can't do this to me. You, you can't do this to me. You, you, you can't do this to me. Where, where can you go? You are going nowhere. Get your <laughs> Now, you see, with one word from me, your life is changing. Joshua, stand there. Your life is changing. You are not going to, you are not going to get there. You are not going to get there. No, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Not, I, I said no. I said no. You say, I'm, I have not done anything in your life. For all these years. You say, I have no power. So you my powers. If you are not marrying the girl, I place a curse on the way. So now, what do you do? Your life is changing now. Your whole life is changing. The next part of my drama will involve something that I don't think the ladies here would like to be the actors in that. Uh, is it Joyce? Joyce, come. Yeah. So now, Joyce comes. Now, you see her. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your name again? Uh, Linda, uh, Joyce, come. Okay. Say hello to her. 
Hello, Joyce. How are you going? My name is Joshua. Okay, now you're going to have, have just one baby with her, okay? Can I have one of the babies, please? Is there any baby here? I need a baby. I need more babies. Bring me more babies. I need more babies. Two. Ah, okay. Big babies. Ah, bring a big one. <laughs> Wait, wait, you wait, wait. You won't go to... Yeah, the lady that bring the bring the baby to to to, to, to uh, Joyce. Yeah. Okay. Come, come. No, no, the, the baby. Yeah. Come, come, come to sister Auntie. And she doesn't want to come. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So now you have one child with her. Okay. So say goodbye to her. Alright, I'll see you later, my darling. Okay. Then another one. What's your name? What's your name? Come. Faith. Faith. Have a child with him now. <laughs> That's your child. Oh, sweetheart, how is the baby doing? The baby is alright. I can see that you you're doing a real good job behind me. Keep on doing the job, okay? <laughs> I love you, my darling. You take care. Next okay. one. Next baby. Next baby. What is your name? Is it Linda? Ebony, Ebony. Ebony, come and have a child with him now. Two twins. Oh, gorgeous, my sweetheart. How are you? Oh, mommy, you've been doing a really, really good job. But how is life treating you? Oh, very good, thank you. Very good. Oh. Oh. My darling, I'll see you later, okay? No I money to look after that. Is it? <laughs> you didn't give them any money. Your life has changed. Because you see, you would have been... You would have been with circles with hair, but I said no. So now you have. Where are the babies? Bring them now. Come and surround him with the babies. Children. Different, different, different women. Different colors, different titties, different bubbles. Mercy. See how disorganized your life is. You say, I haven't done anything for you. You say, uh, uh, why should I be grateful to you for the rest of my life? If I had just allowed Agi to marry, your life would have been a little straighter. straighter. Should I change my mind? Yes, Bishop, please. I should change my mind. Please. Okay, you people, boy, disappear from the life. Disappear from the life. Your babies. Okay, Agi, come, I'll tell you something. Titi. Oh, but I just I have a good news for you. Wow. My daddy says yes, we can go ahead with why should I be grateful? No. You don't understand what you are saying. You don't understand what you are saying. There are some things. It's for life. Thank you for life. Now, supposing you marry your titi and you get angry with her. Now you want to beat her with the microphone, isn't it? So rise up and you're going to beat her. And Pastor Chris, go and save him from... Go and save her. 
<laughs> and you say, Pastor Chris has done nothing for you. You say, Pastor Chris has done nothing for you. You would have been gone to jail for killing her. Domestic violence. Pastor has come as if he's a policeman. Do you remember the story I told you yesterday? The first Nigerian woman She was beating the husband. And it's not amazing. People are really some way, I tell you. He said, don't let this thing slip from your mind as long as you live. So, even if you want to remember it for only three years, there are some things you must remember all your life. You came to Christ. You came to church. Your life is stabilized. You become a pastor. You get married. You are even initially went to reverse meet is a lot of turbulence. During that turbulence, there was somebody there. I mean, all these junctions of your life, your mother, your father, you cannot forget them. All your life you must remember. That's why I remember my pastor where I used to go to church when I was getting Holy Ghost baptism. And he laid hands on me. I remember when I played the organ in his church. And all those people, I remember them because I know that Without their input, I would not be where I am today. So don't tell me. Do you know I'm saying this? Because I once had a pastor, and he said, I've served you for five years. That's what he said. I've served you for five years. You want me to say thank you forever? I've served you for five years. So that is it. Huh? He has not read the scripture. So make sure, be on your guard and diligently watch yourself. So that you don't forget these things that your eyes have seen. So that they do not slip from your mind as long as you live. I can assure you until your dying day, there are some things you must never forget. Is this clear? Do you think you would have become a pastor without me? You sure? Yeah. So, I mean, even if you are angry, that memory should just calm you down. It's just like if you are angry with Louisa, just remember how I said, I love you, baby. Remember how you talked to her? How you are, just remember it to just cool you down. Because when she dies, these are the only things you will remember. You know, when somebody dies, you don't remember the bad things, you remember the good things. So that's why when you suddenly can remember those things, just cool you down. Say, you know, let me just, you know, it's been a long journey. It's been a long journey. Okay, so I don't want you to forget some things. Don't forget some things. There are things it's for lifetime. It's lifetime. It's lifetime. It's lifetime. It's lifetime. It's lifetime. Remember, lifetime. Lifetime. That's why the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. Your father there is for life. That everything you are, even how you look. Stand up. You know, I don't know your father, but I'm sure you look like him. Or your mother. So you look like somebody. You can't just you don't just look like an Australian. You look like somebody. There is somebody who gave you how you look like. No, you don't want to remember the person? You want to forget about the person? No, 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 no. I don't agree with you. I don't accept it. I don't care how you are hurt. I don't care what you say. I don't accept it. Honor your father, period. Not honor your father who is good, who is nice, who has money, who is perfect, who did this, who looked after you, who paid your school fees, who cared for you, advised you, who led you down the altar. No, honor thy father. 
Let it never slip out of your mind. Let me tell you, you are the most accursed person when you don't remember certain things. You cannot rebuke your father. You cannot teach your father. You cannot correct your mother. It is not your place to correct your mother. It's your thing. You can't stand up as a child and to correct your mother. I say, come on, mother. Get in how to behave as a mother. You cannot do that. You are cursed. Forgotten when your mother was batting you. Little boy, has your son, you have a son, has he wee-weed into your mouth before? <laughs> Just on you. Yeah. yeah. When he was wee-weed into you, and the wee-weed is coming through like a fountain into your mouth, into your clothes, when you are going to church, wee-weed on you, then you have to change the whole sh- dress. Then you get up and you, 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 your son is take your hair. And pull off your wig and slap you with it. Look, you, I, mean, I, I can't even tell your future what is going to happen to you. What, what is wrong with you? But this is how some people behave spiritually. I've had pastors who recently I had a pastor, he was, he was rebuking me. And every rebuke that he gave me, I knelt down and prayed. He, he said to me, better go and read Final Quest. He gave me a page to go and read. I went to read it. He was correcting me, telling me, he said, you are like, in other words, like, yeah, I should read that and see that I'm like this person in the Final Quest who behaved like this, and I should read it. So I went to read it, page 400 and something. When I finished with it, I knelt down. But it's, as I'm preaching, I realized that it's like my son, who I appointed in the ministry, is correcting me, rebuking me. He's showing me my mistakes. He's showing me my, 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 he's guiding me. And he's rebuking me. Hmm. And the same kind of personality who will tell you, is it forever I must decree to this one thing you've done for me? So, my dear darling friends, huh? Did you hear, my dear darling friends? Yeah. Those of you here whom Pastor Peter came to save your lives here, he's the, he's the angel. Mm. See, I'm telling you, I, see, I sent him, but he was the one here with you. Yeah. And he's a faithful person. Yeah. He didn't do anything bad here. Oh. He didn't do anything bad to anybody here. He cared for you. Mm. He's an angel to you. You have to be careful with him. Mm-hmm. If he tells you something, it's to, it's to soften you just yeah. something. He's telling you, believe me. Believe me. Your pastor who is here with you, you have to be careful. Your father, you have to take your time. Because you don't know how you used to be. The things you used to do. I mean, you yourself, you know yourself. If we bring some videos and put it on. How many have some secret sins? Raise your hand if you have some secret sins. See, we have sins and then secret sins. Shabaye Yamaya. Deliver us, O Lord, from our secret sins. Yeah. 
Zambola. Secret sins. One or two thousand secret sins. Psalm 90. Psalm 90, verse 7. Only be, he says, we are consumed by your anger. We are terrified by your wrath. Psalm 90 verse 7. Verse 8. You have set our unjust ways before your eyes. Our secret sins in the light of your presence. Mercy. You see, we have sins and we have secret sins. Mercy. One day, a certain brother traveled somewhere and he had a roommate. One day, as he was sleeping in the room with his roommate, and in the roommate was up and he was, he was a student, the roommate decided to tell him about his life. So he started to tell him different things. One of the things he told him was, I am a murderer. So he was now bringing out his secret things. And he told him, look, I am a murderer. And I've killed somebody. Now the brother was upstairs on the front <laughs> And now the brother told me, he said, now I was afraid in the room. I was afraid. I was afraid. Oh, man. <laughs> My secret sins. May God help us. All right. Okay. 
Bobo and Titi, God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Number six, do not forget your covenants and agreements. Wow. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23. Deuteronomy. 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 Be careful not to forget what? The covenant of the Lord. Wow. So do not forget your covenants and your agreements. Do not forget the covenant of the Lord, your God, that He made with you and make an idol for yourself in the shape of anything He has forbidden you. Now, what covenant have you made? What covenant have you made? What covenant have you made? Have you made any covenant? Huh? It's not a phloem and xylem. I'm asking whether you've made any covenant. Have you made any covenant? What covenant have you made? To remain pastor forever. To be a pastor? Good. And what else? What's that on the floor? Oh, okay. And what other covenant have you made? To remain with my wife forever. Your wife? Good. Any other covenant? That's good. To remain pastor where I was made a pastor from the beginning. Is this something you decided to do? I don't know whether you've made that decision. The decision that you made? Yes. Good. How about you? Are there any agreements now? I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah. you decided to work for 18 years. <laughs> the rest of your life, work at the bank yeah. for the rest of the, I don't know. Just a lot of my um, covenant was if you go take me from Africa to here, I will serve him all the days of my life. Ah. And I will be in his house, yes, all the days of my life. But where else would you have been if you, if you are not in the house of the Lord? Maybe um, clubbing or out there doing other things if I wasn't in the house of the Lord. At that time, you were not a Christian when you were making that covenant? Uh, that time, I wasn't. I got baptized and everything in the lighthouse. I was going to church, but I wasn't involved in anything. I, I only get, when I went to Conakry, I was just going to church, but I was still a Muslim in a certain sense. I was half half. <laughs> okay. Any other covenant you made? Um, to stay with my wife for the rest of my life. Wow. <laughs> Any other covenant? Pretty much I said that if I will serve God all the days of my life. Yeah. How about you? Uh, the covenant I made was uh, to be the church that uh, when I come to Australia wherever I find myself show me the church that I should go into and that's the church I will always be in for the rest of my life and that that, was that something you made? A comment you made a yeah, oh. that was a comment that I made wow, yeah. that's interesting what else? and also the vows that I made to my wife when I was getting married to be with her okay. I took them very serious Okay. Yes, yes. Wifey? Okay, any other covenants? Mm. That's about it? Yeah, that's about it. Was well, there anybody you promised, you know, when I get to Australia, I'm going to, mm. I'll send you money. 
Mm. Oh, I'm going to do this for you. No. I'll buy really. you a car when I prosper. No, I I'll didn't. build a house for you, Mama. No. Daddy, I'll build a house for you. Is there any, any promise you made to oh. anybody? Was there any girl you promised I'll marry you? And nah. You nah. <laughs> nah. Uh. Uh. Be careful not to forget not to the forget. covenant. Yeah. One of the things you must remember are promises and covenants you've made. Mm. What do you think? Yeah. That's why I made a covenant with that lady, little girl, when she was getting married. She forgot all her covenants. And I'm sure when I go and investigate now, she has forgotten even more. Mm. <laughs> I mean, everybody's like that. It's not unusual. Yeah. It's just how everybody is. But it's unfortunate. Yeah. Mercy. Are you still here or you are going home? Yeah, yeah. It's getting nearer to checking time. So be alert and listen carefully. Yeah. What covenant have you made? Ah, if the Lord, if the Lord, if the Lord, if the Lord takes me, if God, if you do this, if you heal me, if you give me, if you this, if this, if that. How about Healing Jesus, you have not made any covenant to healing Jesus. I'm going to be a partner. No, I didn't make any covenant. I decided that I was just going to. Yeah. Uh, agreement. It was an agreement. <laughs> 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 it was an agreement. That's. Wow. Is it not amazing? Yeah. Now, how many of you have promised somebody something? Well, what did you promise? God. You promised God. How about somebody? Somebody. Anybody here promised somebody something? What did you promise? No, you don't have to tell me who. Just mystically, just say what you promised. Um, I promised somebody um, five years ago that when I come to Australia, that when I return, I will make sure that I return back and marry him. Wow. Yeah. So when are you going back to marry him? I've been... You've been? Yeah. And you married him? Yeah. Wow. wow. Ah, so you've been here, you went back, you married him, and he's coming to join you. Yeah. He's in, he's in um, Guinea. But it wasn't my plan anyway, because I told my pastor that I'm going to see my sister in Switzerland. And I traveled so many places, so I said, let me go. So when I went there, and my family said, and the pastor, the church where I was attending, they said I should not leave that guy, he's very serious. And when I called my pastor, I explained to him, he was so upset with me. He said, no, it wasn't our plan. How comes Margaret? I said, then I explained to him. Yeah. Oh, really? It yeah. wasn't your plan to do what? I was praying for three years, praying, fasting. And really, it wasn't my plan. Like when I go back to Africa to marry him, I was just going to go because I told my pastor and the wife that I'm just going to go and see him. Yeah, just to observe and see before I marry someone. remember your covenant. Yes, because I was so stressed. I told pastor, I said, said, if I disappoint that guy, I need to pay him. I said, because of all the calls he used to make. Yeah, I told pastor and pastor was laughing. Yeah. I said, I have to pay him more than 20,000 or 40. Yeah. Wow, you yeah. promised him. Yeah, I told Pastor and I was crying because I don't want to have... Um, so you, how did you case. tell him? How did you tell him? He said, I, I'll marry you when I go. Yeah, because when I was coming, I told him that I'll marry yeah. him. How did you tell him? He said, honey, I promise I will marry you when I go to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you, you promised who? What? Yeah, I promised someone back home that I was going to send them to school. 
send that send that to school and I'm going to do it in this coming January because it's it's something that has been upon me if I help that person to go to school she'll be a better person uh, but you haven't done it yet yeah she has already secured everything so it's just a matter of studying so is the message making you remember your promise very much very much I'm being transformed so maybe you don't have remembered in January um, is it possible I'll, re- I'll still remember yeah no I'm asking was it possible that you maybe you wouldn't have remembered yeah I was just like oh should I do it oh. uh, yeah. yeah but now you're remembering yes wow you see now yeah. go to the very first verse my darling what was the first one Hebrews 11 is it Hebrews 11 6 10 what does it say God is not unrighteous to forget. God is not like that. King James, King James, God is not like that. Huh? What do you think? Is it not true? God is not unrighteous. This is not how God is. If God is in me, he doesn't forget. Lamech, have you made some promises somewhere? Yes. Huh? Yes, I what have. What promises have you made? Uh, well, recently I promised my mom that uh, this Christmas I want to buy a car. So I'm working towards that so that at least I can, you know, make sure that I live up to my promise. It's <laughs> so, Because you yes. shouldn't have promised. You have promised a bicycle. <laughs> well, you've promised to buy a car. Buy the car. Any other promises? Uh, yes, uh, I also have a promise that I, uh, I guess I did with, you know, to God, uh, which is uh, to make sure that also one day I'll be up there and preaching His word. Wow! You see now, you know, promise to preach. Okay. Any other promises? <laughs> None that I'll reveal here. All right, all right, all right, all right. Mystically, we feel it is related to the direct environment. But we don't want to presume. Wow. But you see, God is not like that. He will say something, he wouldn't do it. He was, or he forgot about it. You. Who, what did you promise? Sarah, what did you promise? Um, I promised my mom when I was coming to Australia to take care of my younger sister. Oh, your elder sister. My younger sister. Oh, okay. Where is she? She's in Melbourne. She's in Melbourne. Are you looking after her? Um, I looked after her from when she was 15 to when she went to uni last year in Melbourne and I left to Sydney. So you are not looking after her anymore? No, yeah. Because she passed 18, so then my mom says she's fine and I just call her and check on her most times and I give her advice. Advice. But you looked after her? Is she in the church? Yes, she goes to Planet Shakers. Planet Shakers? Yeah, in Melbourne. Is it a church, Planet Shakers? Mm. It sounds like a video. <laughs> huh? Okay. My dear, have you made any promises? Yes. Have you I promised did. somebody to marry him? <laughs> no. Tell the truth. No. Has somebody promised to marry you? Mm, before, yeah. And he didn't? 
Because he is not like God, isn't it? Would you have liked him to be like God? To have kept his promise? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Are you, was your heart broken? Yeah. You cried? <laughs> yeah. You couldn't believe it, isn't it? Because he was so nice to you? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He was very nice, isn't it? He said yeah. nice things to you. And you felt soft, isn't it? <laughs> yes. You did anything he said, isn't it? And then Basically. later he forgot about yeah. everything. Wow. Yeah. You see, it's the devil. This is not how God is. God is not like that. God is not like that. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. God is not like God is different. And how many want to be like God or want to be like the devil? You want to be like the devil? You want to be like God? Yeah. <laughs> Now, what's your name? Oh. What's your name? Rosalind. Rosalind. You see, if Rosalind was your daughter, whom you gave birth, those of you who have daughters, they are going to grow up. You have a daughter just like that. And you will not be happy when a man or a boy comes and tells you, you know, this, 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 then you change and you see your daughter standing there alone. Are you married? No. Do you have a beloved? No. No, no, she's dead. No beloved, nobody with a broken heart. Somebody talked to her, da 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 da. Bah, left her. She did everything he said. I'm sure you slept with him as well. Yeah. No, it's not easy, you see. And now you, you teach your daughter, you will not be happy when they do that. In fact, you see that the man who came is a bad. If you don't take care, you stand at the top of your roof and say, You can't, you can't, you come to my daughter. I guess you will. Yeah. Oh, you don't like my message, you see. What I'm saying is not. I, I, I feel I'm maybe I'm saying something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Am I doing something wrong? You, you, you think about having your own daughter. Jamal, do you have a daughter? Only sons. One son. How about you? You have a daughter? Ha! Huh? You know when she grows up and she's as beautiful as Louisa? And she's going around and some guy comes to talk to her. Hi, baby. Woo! What did you do? Sarah, isn't it true? How many want more godly men? A man who is like God. Huh? That he will not be unrighteous to forget. I love this verse. Do you know who, 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 who taught me this verse? Do you know who taught me this verse? He, 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 um, you all know him. I'm going to tell you his name. But he was preaching. And this is the verse he used. And he said, God, God, God. God is not unrighteous. God is not like men. God does not forget. God does not forget. I'll tell you his name. You all know him. God does not forget. God does not. God is not like men. God is not like. God does not forget things. You know him. Terry Jones. You remember Terry Jones? Yeah. The man who says, go to bend the Quran. Yeah. He's the one who taught me that verse. <laughs> oh, it's a very powerful verse. Oh, when he, when he spoke that scripture, I felt it ringing in my spirit that God is not like that. God is not like men. God does not forget things. I, I, I really remember this thing when he said that God is not like that. God is not unlike 
what you've done for God will not forget what you've done for him. Amen. Those of you who have been faithful, you faith tithes, you preach the word, you God will, God will not forget. When I went to my room for two seconds I had a vision and I saw God it was like there was a place where giving rewards like this, take this, take this, take this. Wow. God God doesn't forget things. So I'm telling you, people forget, but God doesn't forget things. People forget, but God doesn't forget. What's her name? Come, you come. What's your name? Rosalind? Yeah. Come stand and face me. I'm just coming to pray for you. Can I pray for you? Yeah. Father, thank you for your help for Rosalind. Keep her. Encourage her. What a man couldn't do for her, do for her, Lord. What a human being couldn't help her with, help her, Lord. Lift her up out of the miry clay. Put her feet upon a rock to stay. Send a river to wash her. A river of living water. Bless her life, Lord. I thank you for victory over the serpent and the dragon and other forces that come against the soul and her life. Thank you for healing for her life. Thank you for healing in her life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God loves God loves his little babies and his little children. Amen. Amen. God cares about them. And that's why God gives pastor. Pastor cares about it. Even if it's not him. Pastor cares about it. Amen. God will take care of you. Okay? See how much pain can be caused by one person who doesn't remember things. Number seven. I'm talking about the unrighteousness of those who forget. Number seven. What was number six? Covenants and agreements. Number seven. You must remember your low point. And how you came out of them. You must remember your low points in your life. Sandra, you must remember your low points and how you came out of them. Amen? What do you think? Hey, my dear, Deuteronomy. Chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse number 15. Glory to God. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Look, listen. How many know that we all have some low, dark, down, deep down there, abysmal points of life? Hey! Not that, not that you are not saved. We've gone, you are saved and... But there is some deep places, my friend, in life. And there are some people. Now, look at what he says. And thou shalt remember that thou was a servant <laughs> in the land of Egypt. And that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence. Through a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Shabbat 
or the Sabbath. You shall remember that you were down. How many have been down? Somebody called you. Somebody prayed for you. So you came to church, you received a word. Huh? Somebody, now you see like Rosalind, you know, maybe she may remember one day in the future. Say, he called me and he prayed for only me. Whole camp, he prayed for me. But there are people who don't remember such things. But somebody may remember, no, he prayed for me. I believe that prayer changed my life. People don't remember things. People don't remember things. They don't care. You see, I want to remember when I was down. That's why I remember Bishop Saki and Bishop Eddie. I was down. I was down. People criticizing me. And I was not a good preacher. I was not a good pastor. I didn't know anything. And they supported me. I remember my low points. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I can remember being down. Whenever the church is starting, when you are starting a church, you want three people to join, four people. I can remember the people who joined. Ah. You see, when you are like this, you are an you are a safer person to be with. How many would like to be with somebody who... A certain man. He took his girlfriend to Canada. Married her. And whilst he was there, he needed to go to school. So his wife, his young wife, she worked and worked and worked and looked after him. Whilst he went to school, became this, 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 this. And time passed by. And eventually they came back to Ghana. As time went on, he had got a good education and all that. And she had had to work to look after him. To help to pay his fees to make him be able to go to school. Now they came out and he began to rise and became somebody, Mr. Big Stuff in Ghana. But he wouldn't remember the person who helped him to work in Canada. And he forgot about her, cursed her, fought her, went for other girls. Is it not normal? People do. Because he could not remember when he was down and nobody. You see, you, some of you, you should always look at your wedding picture and see how you look. One day I saw my picture and I look at how I look and I said, My God, my God, why hast thou not forsaken me? Is this what my wife married? Hey! I look like an Arab terrorist. <laughs> I'm surprised that somebody can love somebody like that. I mean, I look much nicer now. You see, one of my pastors in church, I went somewhere and somebody who had been in the church for a long time put on their wedding video. And it was this pastor, I don't want to mention his name. Hey! He was leading the worship like this and the video was filming him from the side. And he was leading and holding the mic for the wedding. When I saw him, I said, ah, who is this cancer patient? Who is this? 
I said, now, this guy, either he has cancer, tuberculosis, or HIV. These are the only three diseases this person. The guy was lean and bony and withered. He said, what type of person is this? Today when you see him, he's fatter. But in those days when he was looking for a wife, he was at a low point. And there was a lady who agreed. <laughs> hey! I'm talking about low points. You look at yourself. What, what were you when they were marrying you? Huh? Some of you, you know that the person who married you, he shouldn't have married you, but he, he still married you. <laughs> hey! He shouldn't have, he shouldn't have, but he married you. He shouldn't have, but he did. For some of you, you know your history, man. He did a strong character to marry somebody like you. Zimbo. <laughs> you shall remember your low points. He said, remember that thou was a servant. Servant. You were down. You were a student. You were nobody. The people. I have a girl in my office. Huh? She worked with me from the first time ever the church began. She was a student. She became a lawyer. She's still with me. Before all of you came, she was there. When the church had no money, she was the one counting the small that we had. I would say probably one of the two first members of the church. How can I not remember somebody like that? When I was a Palestinian terrorist looking person. You should see my pictures. You see, when I look at my picture, I understand why people didn't want to join the church. No, you see, in, we were arguing. We used to say all sorts of things. But you see, when you look at the face, you that no, there was a reason. I said, this guy is not normal. Fasting. Very the face is something so severe looking. Hey. Are you still around? Yeah. You can argue, but I tell you, there have been low points. And it is the Lord who lifts us up in our low points. Can I have an amen from somebody? Are you enjoying those who forget? Ah. Very important. Okay. Now, number eight. Remember who exactly helped you. Then, hey, my dear. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 12. Glory to God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 12. 
Now, exactly who it was. You shall remember exactly who it was that helped you. Because, because there are many of us who don't even attribute certain things to certain people. Do you get it? Or you don't get it? Yeah. Look at it. Then beware. Lest thou forget the Lord which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Because people now, what one of the things about remembrance is that people attribute things in their lives to others who didn't really do what has been done. And they attribute thanksgiving to somebody else. Are you listening to me? And it's not that person. It's another person. And your gratitude is to the wrong person. Now, if I am standing in Australia today, it is because God has made me stand in Australia. No one can make me stand in Australia, only God. Because I know I am coming from Kolegono in Ghana. One day I drove by a church which was called something like something. In an old dilapidated structure. And the Lord said to me, this is how your church would have been if I had not lifted the church out of where it was. There are many churches which begin that will never be heard of in Australia. Nor in New Zealand. Now our church in New Zealand is growing. And it's working. Our church in Papua New Guinea is also working. It's growing. I mean, how many churches start so far away and it starts to work in far places? I mean, it, you see, you have to attribute the thanksgiving to God and not to anybody else. And I have to remember what different people have done. If I take the example of Bishop Saki, Bishop E.A.D. Saki, Many people do not know that his presence is one of the most important things in Lighthouse Chapel. In fact, you are here because he is there. I'm talking about attributing who exactly to be thankful to. You see, we had a church in Zurich. And I had one pastor, the pastor I put there, and he was a pastor there for some number of years. Then he left the church. Okay. And when he was leaving, I told him, look, you want to leave? Do not. In fact, I was actually surprised that he actually left the church and started a church right in Zurich. I mean, if any of the pastors here 
leave Lighthouse Chapel and go and start another church. Angels Chapel International or Light Living Light Word Church Glorious International in Sydney. Don't follow such a person because such a person is tr- trying to destabilize the church. Now in Zurich, in Switzerland, after this fellow did that against all our teachings, because you see, even in medicine, one of my classmates, Dr. Nosh, he was telling me, when you go to work in a clinic in America, you sign a contract that if you leave that work, you, do not, you cannot start another clinic or practice within a certain number of miles from where you are. Because otherwise, you may have been coming to work. The owner of the practice didn't come, but he sent you. So you were of the doctor they were seeing all the time. Then one day you start telling the patients, I'm starting my own clinic just in, uh, what's the area? In Blacktown or what? what, what the, I don't know. Granville, Bankstown, Fairfield. I'm just here. It's very convenient for all of you to come there. And you start telling all the patients. Then suddenly... You tell the patients this, and then they all move to go to this new clinic that you started. And it quenches and kills the clinic that you were working in for five years. Where you learned all that you know, and through whom you got papers to stay in, the, in that country. So in medicine, you sign a contract. You cannot do that. So now this fellow, this pastor in Zurich, he Pastor the church, then started a church just uh, by our church, just in the same area of the city, in the same city. How many minutes away? Yeah, few minutes away. You are there. It's a small city. As he did that, he did two things. Number one, he inspired the other pastors who were sitting there in the church faithfully to do the same. As I speak now, about 10 or 12 different pastors have followed his example. Yes. Then not only that, if you go to his church today, you will see people who, the church is full of lighthouse people. So he has taken the church. I mean, gradually the people have gone there. Although he says that is not what he is trying to do. So what I'm trying to say is that when you look at Bishop Saki, who has been with me for all these years, if Bishop Saki had left me to go and start another church in Accra, cathedral, whatever, chapel of ministry of light, and it's whatever, many pastors would have seen that example, that is number one, and would have said, ah, you see now, this man is a difficult man, why should you stay with him? This and that, why did you leave? Ah, you see, there was, he had a good reason to leave, that is why he left. And then they go there and then before you realize many of the people who are at the Kodesh or many of the people who are in the chapel will also go there. And then now we have two groups. And then confusion in the church. So this is what this fellow has done in Zurich. And, and so to me he, post, he poses himself as somebody that we need to mark and avoid. Such a person is a dangerous person. Slowly but surely destroying the church. How many will agree with me? That he's a very dangerous person. Yeah. With his cool manner, he has done that, whatever it is. 
and gradually destroy. When you go to the church now, you will see this person, this person, this person. I can mention all their names right now. They are all in the church. So are you not a destroyer of the church? And shall I not lift up my hand and say, Lord, answer the questions that he is asking. And say, Lord, have your way. Yeah. Shall I not do that? I, sh- I shall. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that, you see, sometimes people don't know exactly who is contributing what to what you have. That's why I'm giving an example that sometimes in, within Lighthouse Chapel, you may not know who exactly is contributing to letting Lighthouse Chapel International be stable. And the same thing goes for Bishop Eddie. And the same thing goes for my wife. Anybody who doesn't have a good wife cannot be in the ministry. I am telling you, look, it is a very difficult thing to be in the ministry with a difficult woman. Hey! Every missionary I have sent out who has returned, and any other pastor who have not been able to be successful, it is their wives who brought them back. Oh! Mention the name, I will tell you the name of the wife. That's why Jesus didn't marry, because he didn't want to expose himself to any such dangers. Yeah. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that you need to know whom to attribute. You see, he says, let thou forget the Lord, which brought thee out, the one who brought you out. You can easily say another person brought you out. But it's the Lord. And so, even in people in your life, you can easily not know the value, especially unless you have, like in Zurich, we have the exact opposite of Bishop Saki. That is what even reveals to you what is Bishop Saki. You see, you have to have the different things. That's why I say, pray that you don't have to have a different husband or different wife to see what is the impact of that thing. That's why we don't want any such thing in Australia, please. Nobody should plan and say, we are coming to start another church here, we are coming to do this. If you do that, you are cursed. I'm cursing you this evening. You are cursed from this evening. If you, you see, all I'll say, if you want to go, go. But the church, leave it. It's like a farm. We've got a farm. And you don't want to work in the farm. Go and be your farmer. But don't put a fire in my farm that we've all been building. Even though you've been working, don't cut most of the cassava and take with you to go and plant at your side. I don't like that. I don't want that. Don't come and take some of our sheep and goats when you are going. If you are going, go. I don't take away two-thirds of my sheep and goats, especially the stronger ones, and you take them and leave me with bones only. You come to the soup. You come to the soup. You take out all the meat and leave me with bones. on this uh, tape and Remus, the same as a Floem and Xylem. <laughs> and he said, you see, he was with the man of God and the man of God was in the office. And I said to him, excuse me for one minute. 
So when he said, excuse me for one minute, I went out, I excused him, I went out, and then he sat there, he looked at my beautiful office, and he just lifted up, he said, my God, and he spoke it in a language I cannot say, he said, the people have done something to me. They have taken the meat out of the soup and left me with bones. Only bones. You say, you come home, you know you've made a nice soup. And you are coming to eat your dinner. Or even you got a visitor. You walk in like one day I walk in with a certain brother to his house. You walk into the house knowing that you've got some nice soup. And you say, please sit down, sit down. And then you put on the fire, you heat the soup and you bring it to the table. And you come to dish it, you put it in. So what is this? The head of a goat. The goat head is there. You put another one. The teeth is coming out. You put another one. The hoops. The hoops. You put another one. The claws of the chicken. And there's no meat. And you lift your hand. You say, my God. These people have done something to me. They've taken all the meat out of the soup and left me with the bones. They take the meaty members in the church. Those who work at AT AT&T, those who work at uh, 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 Bank of uh, uh, Australia, those who work at United Nations, they've taken them out and left the claws the students and the, and, the boots and, the, and the cleaners. I mean, people who have nothing, refugees, and they left the bones in the chest. And I could understand that because personally I don't like all those parts of the meat. Personally, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't, I don't enjoy it. There are some people who can eat the head. Yeah, Bishop Saki can eat the fish, the head of the fish. Everything, eyes, and there will be nothing. If you are a fish head, and make sure you don't meet Bishop Saki. Pray that you never see him if you are the head of a fish. You will disappear. Ace! Yeah. I used to buy fish and he always said he liked it. I said, oh, me, I'll throw away the head. He said, No, he likes it. There will be nothing left. Said, wow. People have eaten all the meat. Left me with the head, the bones, the eyes. Hey, <laughs> Shabaya. So you see, where is it, where is it, where is it? You see, you should not forget the Lord. Who brought you out? Who brought you out? One day I called a brother. I said, why are you working? He said, I work here, I work here. I said, where, where is your work? I said, I want to suggest to you that you should go to Geneva. He said, wow. Ah, he had never thought about it. Today he lives in Geneva. If he forgets that even the idea, something that is not an idea, 
just the idea that I gave you that idea. That oh, would you would you like to go? Not let's forget about whether how he got there. Just that the idea. I called another brother and I said, Look, would you like to live there? He had never thought about it. He was living in a remote part of the country. And I brought him. And I organized help for him to go to Geneva. The other day he jumped out of the church like an Air Force pilot, F-7. <laughs> There's a button you press, eject, and you go out. And started to try to scatter the church. But he doesn't know that he's running on oil. Mm. And the end of that race will not be smooth. Yeah. Are you still around or you decided to go home? Now, the next one, number nine. Remembrance will help you to overcome fear. Amen. Listen, thou shalt not be afraid of them. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse number 18. Thou shalt not be afraid of them, but shalt well remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh and unto all of Egypt. Amen. Are you there? Are you there or you've gone home? Thou shalt not be afraid of them. Did I give you the point? What's the point? Yeah. Some of you are filled with irrational fears. Because you don't remember what God has did. Think about what He did up till now. He's taking care of you. He's helped you. He's blessed you. He's done. So sometimes when you don't remember what the Lord has done for you, you get filled with irrational fears. Amen? That's why I, I'm not afraid that we are not going to go to Samoa. I'm, I'm, I have faith. I'm not afraid. I know one day we're going to have a church in Samoa, in Fiji, in where? Indonesia. Huh? Kiliwatu, Kanivatu, and where? Kilibati, Vanuatu, Tonga, Cook Islands, Masha, American Samoa, New Caledonia. All of them. We have churches there. One day. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. And you know, we're going to have a beautiful church in Melbourne. We're going to have a beautiful church in... Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane, Darwin, Northern Territories. We are going to have a powerful Aboriginal church. Aboriginal church, original. Ah, real Aborigines are going to be, I mean, they are going to fill the church. Yeah. That's why I'm not saying, because when I look back, 
Today we've got churches in the Caribbean. I mean in Bermuda. About Bermuda, you hear of Bermuda Triangle, where aeroplanes are supposed to disappear. We've got a church in Bermuda, Jamaica, Trinidad, Antigua, Grenada, St. Lucia, Barbados, Bahamas. Hey, light up from a corner, I tell you, let me take you to the... Put on the map, Ghana. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. Next time, make sure you bring your maps. Let me show you the little corner. God has brought us out. And I, I see, uh, sometimes I look, Lord, how can we have 100 countries? Because we have only 52. Only 52 countries that Lighthouse Chapel is in. So I look, I say, Lord, and you see, I have to not be filled with fear, but I have to be filled with encouragement. Look back and see what the Lord has done. And so my fear should calm down. Think about how the Lord brought that first beloved. The one you said you didn't like. He's going to bring a second one in Jesus' name. Think about how you got into Australia. When the Lord wants to send you, you say, Lord, Lord, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you can look after me? How did he look after you? When you were running away from your wars, did he not look after you? Then how come now you don't want to even think that God can look after you? It's like God could look after you only once. And he's had his chance. And he's, he's, he, you're not going to ever expose yourself to that again. No. You see, that's, that's what makes you ungrateful. Because you, you don't remember what the Lord has done. Amen. So, brothers and sisters. Amen. amen. I want you to know, thou shalt not be afraid of them. But thou shalt well remember. Shall what? Well. Shall what? Well. I can't hear well remember. Everybody say well remember. Well. Thou shalt well remember. I like that. I like that. Is that remember it well? Thou shalt well remember. What do you think? When you well remember, or you remember well, you sort of calm down. And ladies, you are, you are the ones who have more fears. Do you know what is the problem of a woman? Fear. And what is the problem of a man? Last. We are last. Brothers, how many of us are last? Let, raise your hand. We are, we are last. We know. We will not deny. Brothers, will you deny? We accept our problem. Ladies, how many of you realize that you are full of fears? Only three of you, you see. The brothers are more... Ladies are full of fear. Everything in your life is governed by fear. Most of the time, but you don't know. Somebody wants to marry you. Look at this girl. She said she was fasting for how many years? Three years. Huh? You don't want to choose. You are afraid. That's why. It's not that you don't want to choose any wrong one. Why are you not praying about other subjects like that as well? It's just full of, just full of fears. Even when you get a good husband, you are afraid that he'll be whatever. So the fear makes you control him, accuse him, do this. It's just a spirit of fear. That, that's how people are. So you'll be surprised that people who have good husbands are as unhappy as those who have bad husbands. The one who has a bad husband is afraid of you don't know what the person is afraid of. The person who has a good husband is afraid that you will lose it. So, 
Nobody is happy. The good as well as the bad as well. They are all, uh, they are all not happy. <laughs> it's true. When they say I love you, say you don't love me. You love her. You love her. You love her. Oh, I say I love you. I say I love you. Say no, you don't love me. One day, a certain husband. He told his wife, I love you. She said, no. You love this girl in Kenya. And they were not in Kenya. But he said, you love this girl in Kenya, the one in Kenya. He said, no, I love you. She said, you love the one in Kenya. I said, no, I love you. She said, no, you love the one in Kenya. I said, I love you. No, you love her. I love you. No, you love her. I love you. No, you love her. Then the boy grew up. And he said, if I don't love you and I love somebody else, I am giving God and you up to Friday. <laughs> God should kill me by Friday. I should be dead. Yeah. He gave God up to Friday to kill him. He said, to prove that what he said is true. I said, I don't love the girl in Canada. I said, I love her. I said, no, you love her. I said, I don't love her. I said, you love her. I, said, I don't love her. I, said, I like you. He gave God Friday. So he sent me uh, information that he has given, he has placed himself under a death penalty by Friday. So we are all waiting to see. So I was waiting Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he was still alive. And I could see the brother, he didn't know what to do anymore. I said, I, said, I love you. He said, no, you love the one in Kenya. She's not in the same town. She's far away. I said, no, you love her. I don't love you. love her. I don't love you. love her. It's too marvelous. Before they marry, you are afraid you will not get. When you get, you are afraid it's the wrong one. When you marry a good one, you are afraid you will become bad. When you marry a bad one, you are afraid you will grow wilder. A certain man, his wife died. And he went and married another lady. When he called the, his new wife and he said, Hi, baby. I love you, baby. Hold her like that. When he's trying to pull her, you see how it is when you are pulling somebody and it's like you are pulling a, a, a wooden. You <laughs> are pulling a dog like that. So he tried to pull her. Then he asked, Why? Why? Oh, nothing. They try to hold it. I love you, baby. Why? Don't you think that I love you? Of all the ladies in the church, I chose you. <laughs> you love your first wife. Oh. Why are you saying that? I say I love you. 
Yes, I married somebody, but now you, I love you. He said, I heard it on a tape. Which tape? I heard on a cassette. How you were talking about your first wife. So me, I know that I'm nothing. No, baby, I love you. I love you. On and on. Foot. I love you, don't love me. No, I love you. So I said, I really love you. No, I, I like you. I swear, I swear. You are the one. He said, no, well, okay, well, okay. Then, then you try to pull her. Then she'll be like a wooden, this is it. She's there. there. Oh. Meanwhile, you were there for 35 years. Oh. Nobody wanted to marry you. And the brother has chosen you. And still, there no love can enter. You are hard like wood. I love you. So. <laughs> no love can enter you. Fear. Mercy. Is it not wonderful? What I'm telling you is a real life. Realities. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Good, good. How many points do you have? Only nine. Hmm. Number nine. Oh, I'll give you number nine. Ten. Remember the things that humbled you. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2. Deuteronomy. You must remember the bad experiences of your life that God gave you to humble you. Hmm? What do you think? What does it say? Deuteronomy chapter 8, number 2. Thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what was in thy heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. There are some things that brought you to your knees. Amen. They brought you to your knees. They made you pray. They made you cry. They made you weep. Amen. Amen. We have to remember all those things that the Lord did to humble us. Amen. Amen. What do you think? God was testing you about certain things. Hallelujah. That's why there are certain people that are very special. Because they came, they appeared at a time when you are being tested. Huh? When you are being tested. You always remember people who help you when you are being tested. Hard. Hard testing. Isn't it? You must remember. Why should you remember? Because when you remember what humbled you, you don't repeat it. You help, you allow it to make you a better person. You allow it to work on you. I mean, if I, if I come to this church and I preach to you and I rebuke you, 
that says something that makes you sit up. You should remember it. So, no, you know this thing. I don't want this to be to be said again about me. I'm going to change. But you see, many times we don't remember the things that humbled us and brought us to our knees, that tested us. How many have been tested? Who? What's your name? What's your name? Margaret. Hey, <laughs> Margaret. Have you heard the story about Margaret? Huh? <laughs> Margaret. A man comes to you, he says, Hi, baby. I need you, baby. He didn't go to church. But you say he's a nice guy. He's very caring. He's very tender. He always opens the door for me when I'm going to sit in the car. Hey. One brother told me as he was opening the car for the door for his wife. He said, When you see this somebody opening the door. There are two things. Either the wife is new or the car is new. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> Either the car is new or the wife is new. <laughs> Forget! Can you not remember equally caring guys you've met who were beastly in the end? Then why is it that this caring guy comes, you start saying, he's so caring. He's so gentle. He loves me. All the men are like that when they want you. Just like how you girls are when you want us. You are smiling. You are looking nice. You are looking pleasing. You are looking whatever. Is that not how you are? Wait till we know what you want. So we are also caring and nice and we call and we are gentle. We say nice things. Huh? Uh, we also know. We also have our tricks. We have our tricks. Amen. But some people never seem to be able to remember. Amen. Is it time for supper? Break for music? Break for advertisement? Anything? You sure? Huh? Supper is what time? Six o'clock. Glow right I got. Okay. Alright, then we have to go to six. I'll give you a break just now, okay? We will break and you come back. Two minutes. Alright? You like that? You see, I told you you were human beings. Just now, you see now what you are going to do. <laughs> wow. God allows things to test you, but you never seem to remember what has tested you. 
caring. He's caring. Every day you say he's caring. How many girls like caring boys? You, are a ca- you like a ca- Now why don't you marry a nurse? Huh? <laughs> yeah, marry a man who is a nurse. Like he cares for you. amazing sometimes we experience something we want to go through again but there are some things that you should remember remember amen you see because I remember this fellow in Zurich I remember it I don't want to experience that again I want to protect my church this all that I'm doing with my life is to build churches when I die, I want there to be thousands of churches. And when I'm gone, I want the thousands to become thousands and thousands and continue growing. That's all. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the church. It's not a personal property. It's something that's for God. It's God's work. It's house. It's for, as mosque and Islam is spread, we are also pressing for Christianity and for Christ and for the church. This is what I'm doing. So anything that is fighting it, I'll fight you. I'll fight it. I'm telling you, you are my enemy. I will oppose you. I will fight you. Any weapon I have, I will throw it at you. To bomb you out. I tell you. Because that is my work. Is to do the church. And if you can help me to do that, let's all do it. We don't know when we will die. We've just all joined our hearts together. Is it not a beautiful thing that you have somebody from Ghana somebody from Sierra Leone, somebody from Nigeria, somebody from Liberia. All of us join together and work. We don't even think about where we come from. We just work. And just build. Isn't that a wonderful thing? It's wonderful. I mean, we must sit here in Australia until we see, I mean, Fiji, Polynesian, Q, uh, what are the places? You have so many places. Samoa, this, 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 that. We must see it in our lifetime before we die. What do you think about that? We have to see it. Amen? What do you think? Is it fantastic? Is it powerful? Is it working? In Jesus' name? In Jesus' name? You shall remember the things that humble you. And when we remember them, we fight it. Amen? Amen. Wow.